and welcome to the new episode, episode 81. It is our Gen Con expectations and uh, what we think we're going to see there, what we hope is going to be there, and whether we're going or not. Um, for all of our people listening, we want to thank everybody for being here. Um, John and Kathy, what are we drinking tonight? Um, rum and Coke. No tea? Well, tea is forthcoming. Okay. That will be Earl Grey. Hot. Hot. Earl Grey. John, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, John's muted still. <laughs> to reiterate, I have a Mountain Dew Livewire that uh, I didn't drink for dinner last night, so I'll drink that. So no alcohol tonight, huh? I don't have any alcohol, really. Oh, man. That's uh, fine. I am drinking a Boulevard Chocolate Stout again. Finishing off the last of that pack I had. Uh, John, do we have anybody that we need to salute besides our awesome followers and Patreon subscribers and people that sponsor us? I mean, not that I heard, but... We did mention I had a slightly busy week. <laughs> I didn't hear anything either, so that's okay. Um, guys, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Uh, I will be doing some painting. I've got to work on some a few models for people. Um, only one of them is mine. Um, so I will have the airbrush on every once in a while. I'll mute it, of course. Um, and then... Kathy, you work on anything tonight? No. No? No. No. I'm working on this Mountain Dew. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Cheers. That is good beer. Mm, That's mediocre Mountain Dew. Mediocre Mountain Dew. I just saw Crimson's comment about. I wonder if it'd be a good idea to base coat metallics in a very light gray, then varnish, then do metallics. That way, if the edge edges of the paint rub off, you can just call it free edge highlighting. <laughs> yeah. That's a happy accent. Hey, Hail Boop, who will always be Congo to us. Always be Congo. Always. <laughs> uh, guys, we want to thank you for joining us. Also, we want to thank our awesome sponsors before we get started. Um, Tectonic Craft Studios. He will have, we will have some giveaways from him tonight. Uh, to a, all of our luck, one of our lucky listeners, not all of our listeners. Damn, Dan didn't give us that much stuff. Yeah, uh, that's a little crazy. That would be a little crazy. I think tonight from Tectonic Dan, we are going to give away. Let's see. Uh, ooh, how about this? Since I'm painting, we will give away two of his uh, paint holders, model holders. Um, nice. and stuff so we can have that and give that out to everybody. He's got two different types. Uh, he's got one that's, uh, I actually, it's got the little thing for your fingers to hold on to. And then another one that's a little bit different. Uh, we will give that away to somebody tonight. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave. Don't run away. We'll do it randomly. Don't touch so. that dial. Sometime tonight. You'll never know when. What if I touch this dial? Don't touch that dial. Okay. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> thank Dan for giving us stuff to give away. He's such an awesome guy. Uh, should be go if you haven't seen him, go see him. Pick up his stuff. He's a really cool dude. Uh, we also want to thank Mechanica Studios uh, for sponsoring us, and we will be having a special giveaway from Mechanica Studios coming up, where not only our patron, our Twitch followers, and our Facebook followers will get a chance to win one of his new Star Wars Legion trays, which are super legit. Uh, we will have a contest where you'll have to do something besides be a follower, um, respond in some way, kind of give us something, uh, and he will be giving out one way, giving away one of those. Um, and then, of course, our buddies at uh, Muse on Minis um, for sponsoring us, giving us an awesome discount code for all of our listeners. That if you would like to receive ten percent off your entire order from them, you just got to use more than dice, all one word, and you get it ten percent off of everything you buy, and it helps us out too. Um, so other than that, so tonight's episode, of course, we're going to be talking about Gen Con. Gen Con is right around the corner. What two and a half months away? One and a half months, really? Ah. Yes. <laughs> One and a half months away? It's uh, uh, it's the end of July. It's uh, August 1st through 4th. So, yeah. I mean, technically we'll be there while it's still July. Yeah. And so we wanted to talk about what we think might be there, what we know is going to be there, um, what we wish will be there, and who it's all going because, you know, we're super, super rich and just can afford all the luxury jets to go all over the place. Right, Kathy? You guys are going to have to tell me what you, uh, <laughs> what you want me to go look at and report on. So, with that said, <laughs> we know Kathy's going. <laughs> but John, did I do my you... homework this week? <laughs> did no. You? No. John, are you able to make it to Gen Con this year? Is he muted again? No, he's crashed. Uh-oh. Oh. Apocalypse? Apoc? Like like Monster Apocalypse or like 40K Apocalypse? 40K Apocalypse. The new 40K stuff. Uh, let me see if I can get a message to John and see what's going on. Maybe he lost 40K. Oh, Cosmic Cubicle. No joy. No joy. That's a bummer. Let's see, John, are you alive? Oh, you're moving that weekend. What part of the country are you moving to? And we all know Congo is Kador. <laughs> oh, there he goes. And John is back. Uh, it's funny, I could hear you guys the whole time again. I don't know what the hell <laughs> internet problem that is. Yeah, where I can still hear you guys, but you can't hear me. But, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to Gen Con. I cannot afford that. Not really. I don't think Gen Con is the kind of con I'd want to go to. Too many people, not enough stuff to do. I mean, there's stuff to do, but not enough stuff. Not enough stuff. Origins. I'm people saying Origins stuff. Game yeah. Fair is, is much more spacious. When you're walking through the dealer's room, you can actually spread your arms out. And it's drivable. It's Columbus. That's not even that far. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'll be there, of course. I, I had thought that I might be there, but it turns out no. And that is next week, yeah. I think. Origin is next week. Um, John, is uh, is your video okay? Because he's coming in with no, no video, but all, all audio. Um, I don't know. Okay. 
No Looks deal. like it's frozen, but I can't control it if it ain't taking pictures. <laughs> no big deal. Um, it's fine. We can hear your dulcet cut tones. I, funny, Kathy. My camera just did that thing that yours did, where it turned on uh, the fuzzy fuzz my background. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be doing that. Well, if you need to hey. uh, get dropped and come back in, just let us know. We'll. We'll I know my uh, my Skype actually logged me out. And I had to log back in today for some reason. Um, I may or may That's not. That's a feature, be a not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I may or may not be able to get to go to Gen Con. I haven't decided fully yet. I'll have to wait and see. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll have to check it out. Um, Kathy, we know that you are going now. Why? What? I mean. Are you going for a specific reason or what? I'm going to mute myself because I have to do a quick airbrush real quick. Uh, why are you headed out there? We head out there only because, uh, well, I should say mainly because Jim is doing demos in the Badger airbrush booth, which he does every year. Um, and I just kind of hang out and flip from booth to booth to, uh, to see what's what's new and different and hang out with people I don't get to see very often. It's, it's another one of those family reunions for me. I, John is going to murder some Skype, which is totally valid. That's how I felt earlier. Um, but I, I had been thinking of volunteering my time as a heralder uh, at the Play Fusion booth at the Warhammer Champions card game. Uh, booth, but I'm not sure whether they're going to need extra people or not. Um, and I haven't heard from their their person via email yet. So, But I will be there regardless. And then if, uh, if, if John and Gonzo give me a list of places they would like me to look at and uh and find out more stuff about then i can i can do that stuff who knows maybe i'll even record be <laughs> what's that i'm totally gonna blame banyan on this everything's been fine before his ass got home uh yeah blame banyan way to go banyan All Anyways. his fault. What's that, Gonzo? I said it's all Banyan's fault. We blame him. Yep. Absolutely. So. Well, I think the video might actually be on your end, uh, Gonzo, because it looks like it's streaming fine from my end. Okay. It may have come back, or it may just be a program issue. I don't know. Well, just, yeah. As long as we can hear you, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Um, Paladin Navy says, have y'all ever seen someone selling non-gaming stuff there like pens, journals, etc., thinking of trying to get a space next year? There actually is a booth where they sell uh, convention journals, but maybe not like what you're talking about. Like if you do handmade pens, handmade, you know, like hand-bound journals, I think uh, a lot of people would like something like that if you can spin it in a way that uh, would appeal to gamers, you know, like using it for notes for your role-playing game or spellbook for your wizard or, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, 
memory book, you know, or friend friend book, like friend you know, book. For, you or know what I'm saying? Book? Like for for people you meet at conventions and stuff. That's you like the uh, the in person version of those online guest books. Yes. There are websites that have the guest books where you sign those where you come to the website. Absolutely. And the only now. thing that's on them is links to pornography. Yeah. Yes, those. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely true. Wish it wasn't true, but it's true. Alright. So, um, what is coming out theoretically at or around Gen Con that we're excited for? Cosmic Cubicle says, wait, I was half away from keyboard. What a boot prawn. Is that, I hope that's a typo, because I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, no, I, it, it, oh, Kathy, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> he, he's speaking in internet speak, he's asking what about, what about porn, because you were talking about porn stuff. Oh, but with a Canadian spin, I see. Uh, a Canadian spin. <laughs> a Canadian spin. I'll have oh. to ask Tim that tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Great. Ask him about his Canadian so, like, a boot prawn. <laughs> that's what I always say about Minnesota. We're almost Canadian, because that's where I grew up. Uh, but I was saying, when we used to have a website for our, our print art years ago, uh, we had a guest book, and, you know, everybody had guest books back then, but we shut it down because all it was was people signing in with links to porn. So, yeah, that that's what that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> all about, yes. All right. Well, anyways, back, back on topic. Topic. And Hale Boot says they want to see more K-Door released around Gen Con. They won't have any K-Door around Gen Con. Oh, uh, stop! Don't make him cry. There is I no mean, more K-Door releases. Not ever? No, ever, not, ever? not for a while, I guess. I mean, I mean, it's PP. It could be ever. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> now, let's, let's start with uh, Private Your Presses, what they plan on releasing. Uh, and what we think is going to be there, because um, we all know that uh, Infernals is right around the corner, but Infernals is being released at Lock and Load. Now, they may have Lock. some models there for people to look at, which if you've got uh, Jay Larson or Travis Marg on your Facebook page, uh, or Facebook friends with them, they've already received the models. Yep. Um, so they could get them pre-painted for Lock and Load. Um, so that's some of the stuff that's been going on. Um, so I doubt you're going to see any of the um, infernal stuff there for yeah, sale. It's unlikely with their own con. Yeah. Because uh, that's kind of way why a lot of people are going to uh, Lock and Lotus to get more of that stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, I know you will probably, and I think they've already said it, is Riot Quest. Um, Riot Quest is their new MOBA-style game. With miniatures that are allowed to be used in... Uh, no, 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 no. Say it right. It's their version of Warhammer Underworlds. Or what's, that too. What's MOBA? It's... Uh, I was putting it in terms Kathy understands. Don't use those fancy terms, yeah. Kathy. <laughs> I, I, did, I did once Google it, but I don't remember 
what it was because I didn't quite understand it anyways. Yeah. League of Legends, stuff like that. But it, it is their version, um, and yeah, it, you can go with it as in it's uh, their version of Underworld, which is about the same thing, too. Um, yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not like I'm taking shots at them. They no. literally just said, that worked well, let's make our own version of it. Yeah. Sure. But the, good, the good thing sure. about it is, is those models can be used uh, in War Machine and Hordes, too. So you're... It, even if you buy the models and you don't like the game, you can use the models in your own, you know, faction or resell them and sell them to someone else or in their own faction or whatever. But the that's what's coming. I know that they're probably going to be having that um, and some models for it. I don't know what else they plan on showing. Um, we got the Oblivion stuff coming out, so, you know, you might see some Oblivion stuff. Um... Even though that rule set, I don't think, is not supposed to come out until September? Since they got the new guy in charge, they're kind of hold, holding the coast of the vest. Yeah. It'll be Can interesting. I freeze again? You got a little bit of stutter. Oh, for fuck's sake. You want me to just call you right back? Drop out of Skype and I'll call you back. Um, What else uh, from PP? Really? I don't think they're going to have... I'm not expecting a whole lot from them on that uh, at Gen Con besides Riot Quest. I think that's where they're going to be really pushing uh, stuff. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of new things because it's they're going to be holding. Um... Well, actually, take that back. When is Lock and Load, guys? I am totally off my game on this one. I don't even know when Lock and Load is. Hold on. Oh. Everyone else needs to tell us. Yeah, everyone else needs to tell us. <laughs> Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. June 21st or 23rd. It'll be prior oh, yeah. to Gen Con, won't it? Yeah, it'll be prior. So you okay. do, you'll see okay. you'll see the um, Infernal stuff there. Um, yes. Sorry. I, I, for some reason, I thought I was thinking Lock and Load was after Gen Con because, well... It used, uh, well, it used to be later in the year, but... Yeah. You know, now, what the... Yeah, two weeks. Thank you, Webby. So, yeah, you would definitely see uh, Infernals. You'll see all the stuff. I don't know if you'll see, like, any major pre-release stuff besides Riot Quest. Um, because That's assuming they don't have it ready for Lock and Load, because they have it ready for Lock and Load. You know they're dropping it there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever is at Lock and Load will most likely be at, at uh, Gen Con. Unless... It's always the, the weird thing for a company that's got their own con, because they try and hold their stuff for their own con. Even though Gen Con is a couple weeks later and a huge, huge deal, but that's yeah. just pretty much a private press thing more than anyone else nowadays. Yeah, because I mean they're they're going to have their own stuff, and we're going to see you know hopefully some uh, teasers for the new faction coming out and stuff. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but other than that, I really don't know besides Riot Quest. I know that they said that at Lock and Load. Not really have. doing anything else. Yeah. That's all they do nowadays, I mean, is, you know, some hobby stuff as far as, you know, materials and all, P3 paints, and then War Machine and Hordes, and, and then Riot Quest, the only thing they're working on. Yeah. Maybe some Monster Apocalypse stuff, yeah, but maybe. I don't know if they have anything crazy releasing right there. Might be see things that are releasing in the next week or two there, but you're not going to see, like, a big release for that. Yeah. Though I think that might be a... A good idea for them is sort of hold some releases. Like if you can't hold Riot Quest, hold some the Monster Apocalypse and make that a big release. But yeah, as it is. 
Yeah, oh. I'm sure they have pretty much everything they have for sale at uh, Lock and Load. They'll have it sell at Gen Con, so you'll be able to get more Infernal stuff if you didn't get enough of it. Because uh, I know that they'll probably be holding that off as a limited supply at Lock and Load. So, and Encryption, uh, I don't want to crush your groove there, but they're they're not going to have a Assault Commando unit attachment there. Sorry. No. Yeah. No matter how much they should, they ain't going to. And how much they've teased us and shown the the area effects thing and teased us with it, I doubt it. A whole theme list. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are really wishlisting there. I appreciate the uh, the wishlisting, but <laughs> um, but that uh, it'll be interesting because, like I said, they're they're banking a lot on Riot Quest, not only because of their their board game aspect, but they're also the extra models that everybody can play with there on too. So. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I know Hungerford has been super, super excited about it because um, he's been working on it and everything. And, you know, Monster Pock turned out great, so not that this can't turn out great either. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's about all I see at Gen Con from PP this year. John? Yeah. They, they've never been a big PP. They've never been a big release at Gen Con type of group. No. Maybe see some early release of some models uh, that were supposed to be released, you know, and that may be about it, but no huge surprises. Yeah, no huge surprises, no other thing. Uh, on much the same thing is uh, Weird Miniatures from Alpha 3rd Edition. That's actually releasing at the end of this month, so it'll be well out before Gen Con, but they kind of had to as all of their events are 3rd Edition. Oh, oh sure, yeah. yeah. You want people to be... Yeah, that makes sense. Ready to play, yeah. So I was kind of looking for that, but that's sort of going to take a back burner. I'm curious to see what else they'll have released by then for Malifaux, whether they'll have one of the uh, faction books, because uh, that's the way they're doing it now. They're going to have a very cheap rule book, like 25 bucks for the rule book, and then they'll have a faction book for each of the factions. Um, expect to hear a bunch about that coming up, because, I mean, that's what that's what Not Brush Head Dave is really interested in, and uh, I like it, so... Action I'm interested. Kind of like, uh, kind of like, like Games Workshop. Like Games Workshop, like Private Rush used to. Sure. Okay. Well, so, but this means you get extra fluff for your faction in this book, yep. right? Yeah, means you're not buying like the fifty dollar book and getting like, well, you know, it's got all the rules and it's got my faction and some other, some other story stuff. But if I don't care about all that stuff, it's not all good for me. So. And I'm sure there's some printing things. I'm sure smaller books are probably more efficient printing-wise. Stay together better. Yeah, like, stay together. I'm thinking, thinking of D&D 5th edition books. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, I, I go find my uh, champion's, you know, most recent edition book where it's just so fucking huge that it's coming apart. Yeah. And they split it into two volumes, and it's still one of them's coming apart. The D&D, like the player's manual and all that stuff, um, not even huge books. And they are rubbish. They are all falling apart. Mine is the only one out of our group of people that is intact. And it's only because I started playing after all of the rest of them. That sounds like bad printing because most of, the rest of my books from that are that old are in good shape. My, my 40 books are in good shape and they're way older and gotten way more use. Yeah, they're really crappily uh, put together. Yeah. So yeah, that's weird. Let's go more miniatures game. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, FFG 
puts out the Legion Clone Wars starter. That uh, is about that time. People are are hoping and wanting the the Clone Wars and the other the other starter to be there. Um, which I think that would be pretty awesome if they released that at Gen Con because people have been dying to get their hands on it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it is. That's that's a very FFG thing to do, even though they have sort of their own mini con, so to speak. They're not big on everyone come here, here's our cool release, you know, type of thing. They're more of a let's just use what's already there. Yeah. So I'm hoping that'll be there. It also will be good. It means that I could probably shoot for a late September, early October date for my slow grow league that I've been wanting to run for a while. Uh, but we're hoping for that. Um from them, and I'm sure they've got more stuff. I mean, people are hoping that maybe they'll have the Super Star Destroyer for Gen Con also. Oh, for X-Wing? <laughs> only, no, for Legion. Or for Legion? Not for Legion, Legion. Wow. Uh, Armada? Yeah, Armada. Armada. The other one. Uh, but, I mean, that's sort of a little delayed. And we're going to see more and more of that going forward on stuff. There's going to be delays in a lot of stuff just because of world events, but hopefully it doesn't really affect too much of it. Um, yeah, there should so. be. Uh, I, I think that the also for FFG, the, we'll see some, of course, they always bring out some new X-Wing models um, for the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, are they doing a special uh, paint this year, model this year? Uh, I think they only do a special model for, uh, the only time I've ever seen them do a special model really is for uh, Star Wars Celebration this year. Well, they had it also at Adepticon, so was it the same model? Did they have an Adepticon? Yeah, they had an Adepticon. Because it was, I think it was Star Wars Celebration only. Oh. Well, I was told that they were going to be bringing one out because I had a friend of mine that was like, wanted to ask if I wanted one or not. I'm like, no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I think that was only Star Wars Celebration, but uh, who knows? Yeah, never know. Uh, their article claims it was only only there, so. Yeah, exclusively <laughs> at Celebration. I mean, that's the cool way, I mean, just to tangent a little bit, that is the cool way to do, uh, you know, alternative models. It's a model that most people don't need because they probably had the starter set for it. And But it's cool to have as a cool model, but it's not like game-breaking if you don't get it because you've already got him in the rolls. Yeah. So I like that, like alternate paints, alternate sculpts. That is the, the right way, not actual alternate models. Not alternate rules, just alternate models. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That uh, I can tell you stories of uh, card games that did that and then died a fiery, burning death because their shit was broken. And it became, oh, you got to get our special promo to have a chance in the game. Like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, what else is... I mean, GW's probably released a lot of stuff, but Lord knows they keep their release schedule so, so tight to the chest. Yeah, we have no You'll only know a week beforehand, and it's probably not going to be anything exclusive there, though they may have the uh, that one Primaris Lieutenant, which if so, I'll be asking Kathy to pick up for me, because I really want that dude. Hey. Right. But uh, I don't know what else they might have there, so we'll see. Yeah, GW's really weird about their stuff that they release, because it's always something different, and you're like, oh, they're going to, oh, okay, uh, yeah, cool. So we'll have to wait and see uh, on GW. I know that um, uh, Conquest, uh, I believe they're having a booth this there this year, Pelabellum War Games. 
Um, and of course the new, uh, game, the game will be out at Gen Con and I'm sure they're going to be showing off the Nord stuff. Uh, cause I just got done doing games UK. I can't, is that the one that just happened? I can't remember which one. Uh, just happened. UK games expo. Yeah. UK games expo. And they showed off the Nords, which had giants and of course barbarians and elementals and some other stuff. And they showed off some more dwarven stuff. So, um, I'm sure they'll have a, a really nice booth to put a bunch of different things out there. Their, uh, their booth is Parabellum War Games. So, booth number 2865, so it'll be towards the back. Uh, actually, Crimson, we did not hear about the horror story at UK Games Expo. Did anybody hear about that? I did. What was it, John? Not worth repeating on the podcast. Oh, is it that bad? Let us just say... Some bad shit happened, and the organizers took care of it really damn quick. And hats off to them for that. But it is, it's, it was not a good scene. It was basically someone ran a role-playing game with a very, very, oh. very unfortunate content in it. I, I heard about that. I didn't know that that was, at the, that was there. Yeah. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we were not going to talk about that on the podcast. Not worth talking about yeah, it. Not worth dealing. Yeah, you can you can Google search it. There's a whole big thread on Twitter from the young lady who was there and part of that. But they jumped on that quick. Uh, you know, hats off. They did. Um, they did a great job taking care of it quickly. Hats off them for doing it the right way. I'll have to Google it because I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Other than that, uh, I really don't see any. I mean, Conquest. Uh, the guys, I'm sure they'll have it where you can do demos. They probably give away some sprues like they always do. They're really cool guys. Uh, go check them out. Um, Kathy, go check them out, introduce them, introduce yourself. Say, hey, I'm in the other part that you didn't get to see on the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> but yeah, when I talked to them the first year they were at uh, Adepticon, mm-hmm. I was not, I don't think I was doing the podcast yet that year. Yeah, you were. Last year you were. Last year, but the year before that. No, not the year before that. I don't think so either. Um, but... Of uh, that, um, what other miniature ones um, that we need to talk about? Um, I'm trying to see if Corvus Belly has anything coming for. Uh, they usually have something they bring out, a special Merc model, something for everybody well, to see. Yeah, they must have something. Uh, I, mean, I would will be there, obviously. Tell you what it is, but they decided to do that in a video with Bostria rather than a. Uh, the text page I can read right now. So uh, they are doing something. Um, oh, they are doing, uh, they said they're going to have some new releases, some special discounts, some other surprises, and uh, Infinity Defiance, their new Dungeon Car board game that they're going to do for your Kickstarter next fall. They're going to have some previews of that. Okay. So it's probably nothing uh, super specific. Their new book released uh, a little bit ago. Uh, honestly, I'm not really in on Infinity right now. It's just no one... None of my crew's playing it. The guys that play it locally are way too serious about it. <laughs> they're not just having a good time. I mean, they're having a good time, but they're not just having a good time. So I'm like, you know, it's on the back burner for now. Yeah. But they got a new Nomad model. It looks like a fucking Cyclone that I'm like, oh my God, must buy. Because it's a guy riding a motorcycle, and then the motorcycle turns into a, a drone, and then the guy gets off and fights too. So actually, it's just a little more bubblegum <laughs> crisis than... Uh, than Robotech, but here I am with my 1980s cyberpunk and sci-fi references. Oh, I hope you all get them. 
Bubblegum Crisis? Yes. Um, not that remake shit. Now, you, I wanted to go back because we, we got on it and then something happened. Was uh, Malifaux 3rd Edition coming out? Um, it's going to be releasing before Gen Con, correct? Correct. Uh, end of this month. Okay. And are they releasing new starters or just new rules? New starters. New starters for everything, too. Well, Interesting. Okay. Oh, the old models are all still good. I don't know if they've re-sculpted all the models. I haven't seen them all. Uh, I would honestly say that my uh, finger is not quite to the pulse of that as it used to be because I just haven't had a chance. But let's see what I can find. Definitely, said definitely new starters. I've seen those. Um, some new characters and a whole bunch of new things. Thank some you. old characters are dead and only be usable in you know friendly play or wow. a tournament where they say you can use them. Weird. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like old uh, L five R card game. If someone's dead, there are certain formats you can't use them in. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So looking looking forward to uh, seeing all that stuff. Um, has we, been cool stuff so far though. Are we expecting any um, going back to uh, FFG for a second? Uh, uh, Legion stuff. You think they'll have any uh, pre release stuff there? Besides the um, for the for the current armies, not the new armies, do you think they're going to probably co concentrate just on the new armies? Uh, I would say there would unlikely be anything for the current armies at the same time. I don't think you could do both at once. I've, you're probably going to see those sort of things uh, slow down a bit. Okay. As far as uh, uh, overall. Uh, releases for, you know, Imperials and Rebels. It won't be the same sort of dealio, at least until they get the new factions up to speed. Yeah, because they want them to have as much as possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there'll be much there for them at all. Um, going back, another game that we that some of us play, Guild Ball. I don't know if they're going to... Are they even going to have a booth this year? I would think Steam that... Forge is going to be there. I, that's what I thought. I figured if there's yeah. anything that they're not going to miss, it's going to be... They're... Uh, they're still way in the back, in the ass end of the dealer's hall, or the exhibitor's hall. Which um, is where all the cool stuff is. So, if you're stepping into the Gen Con exhibitor's hall, just walk really fast towards the back of the room, towards the 300s, and that's where you'll see all the interesting stuff. Yeah, interesting to see what they do, too. I mean, they've been, they've been putting a lot of stuff out, but... It's uh. They had that new Resident Evil board game that they uh that they had at Adepticon, and I'm hoping to actually go and play a demo game of it because <laughs> it's like a dungeon crawl thing. That's the thing I was painting those uh disgusting monster models for. Yeah. Oh, and I love their models for like board games and stuff. Are great. Um, I just to be slightly critical, dislike their newest batch of uh. Models for Guild Ball. I don't really like... I haven't seen the new models for Guild they're, Ball. They're it's... fine models, but they're like one piece pre-molded to a base. Yeah. I mean, it's at that point, just make it a board game. You and Blood Bowl need to switch. Blood Bowl, start using a measuring tape. You start using squares. Everyone will be happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, seriously, if you're going to make... If you're going to make board game pieces as your models, make a fucking board game. Um, 
also the thing uh, another game uh, with a uh, song of ice and fire simon or as Kathy says come on come on come on come on come on come on and join the fun <laughs> right because <laughs> yeah. um, they released the camera hasn't refreshed <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because they just had their their personal expo just recently, where they said they're going to bring out the uh, Baratheon models, which look amazing, by the way. Stag knights, knights with uh, deer antlers and big old weapons, and yeah, they looked really. They're, the models looked really cool, um, and they refused to say if anything's going to be at Gen Con, which I don't blame them because they probably don't know themselves because of the. Travel issues with um, miniatures and getting the tariffs and all that crap going on. So also the fact that I mean they may not want to say because they're holding things tight to the vest because they're not in great shape. Yeah, I mean it happens, unfortunately. So you know every company goes through. Like I was, you know, be honest, I'm really surprised PP is still doing lock and load because they're not in great shape either. But hey, if it's working, it's working. You know. Yeah, there's going to be, um, I know that their Song of Ice and Fire is doing good for them. Their problem is that they're having with it is distribution and uh, getting the models to people. Yeah, um, that's going to be a hard problem for a while because they are yeah. plastic and they are coming from China. Yeah. Um, unless someone can make a cheap uh, manufacturing plant in the U.S. <laughs> but, uh, you can't America. pay someone enough to do that here, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Can't pay that rate. No. That's a whole other bag of tricks. Let's uh, go. I think that's most of the miniatures. Like, I don't expect to see much from... Uh, do we know if uh, Dust is doing anything? Uh, they are. Uh, we don't know what they're bringing out, though. Uh, I know last year they were showing the Japanese models off, and they may be doing more of the Japanese stuff, because I know a lot of people are looking forward to the giant mech. I can't remember his name. I oh, yeah, with giant mech. The giant mech was awesome. Yeah, and people are dying for that. And so we may see something about that. But they are also suffering the issues of shipping, too. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, all of them are like that because most of the plastics, if your name isn't Games Workshop, they're coming from China. Yeah. So uh, I know people are, are worried about that. I don't know. I, I'll have to get an idea. Maybe, Greg, unless you can give me a little... Uh, insider info, maybe, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but I know that they they'll be there and are always doing cool stuff, and they're always yeah. fun to hang out with. So if you know those guys, if you see them, go hang out with them for a little bit. Go get a demo of a game in. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of other miniature. So it's a weird thing. I'm sort of finding is I don't think miniature game companies are as big as some other companies as on Gen Con releases. It seems Correct. like they'll just put them out where they put them out. Now, you go into board games and role-playing games, there's some stuff coming out. They yeah. save it for conventions that are much more miniature game-centric, like yeah, the Gen Con. Gen Con's like the hodgepodge of games. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, and it is more board games and RPGs. I mean, yeah. that's that's just the simple truth of it. Warlord games, I, I don't know if you're going to see much from them, uh, besides, because, I mean, they'll probably bring out new faction models. Uh, from their uh, World War games, but I don't I know. don't know if they are going to be there in their own booth, uh, really. or if they're going to be sharing a booth with someone else, because I don't see them on the list right now. Hmm. 
I see War Cradle, though, you know, Wild West Exodus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're doing anything. Yeah, they're going to be there. I don't know what they're going to be doing, but I am not in touch with uh, uh, Wild West Exodus, <laughs> so. Maybe you can <laughs> be in touch with them. Maybe go check them out. See if they've changed any of the rules and made it a little bit better, Kathy, than their previous example and previous time you were. I don't know, but I have friends who seem to really like the uh, the way it is now. So Maybe they up their game a bit. Yeah. I know that they had a really big hit at Adepticon because I had a lot of people, a lot of my friends were like, dude, this game's really, really good now. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So yeah, um, a bunch of other game companies probably putting stuff out, but I we haven't really heard of anything big releases there. Um, go, they're not doing anything for uh, Age of Sigmar Champions, there are they? So switch to card games real quick. Oh my god! Yeah, he's gone, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, is Age of Sigmar Champions going to be doing anything? Yes, they are. What are they, they going to do? They're, well, they're going to be, I mean, they have a booth there. They're going to be running demos, but they also have some uh, some tournament events any that they're going to be stuff? doing. So, any new stuff? Uh, I think set four comes out somewhere around Gen Con, but I don't think it comes out at Gen Con. Yeah, so that's sort of the, the, the point that... Uh, um, Transformers TCG is at um, is that uh, their set's actually coming out the same exact day that Malifaux 3rd Edition's coming out so that me and Brush and Dave don't have any money ever. <laughs> Kremlin, uh, keep dreaming, buddy. Oh, what was he dreaming about? Da, 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 da. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you still got the Assault Commando UA. That's cool. Um, I so, would love for the Assault Commander UA to come out. Oop. I'm trying to find some... I don't know. I think Watsi has a history of not going to... Uh, that's Wizards of the Coast for those of you at home. Have a history of not going to Gen Con and having an official presence. I don't know if they are this year. I have no clue. Yeah, either. I don't know. Uh, um, let me look. One of the Z's right now. W I. Let's try to see. Do not see Wizards of the Coast, but. Yeah, so they probably don't. I mean, there'll be some events there, but there's gonna be nothing crazy. Hopefully, there's some events where they've got the cool uh, promo cards, which are basically just other cards. Just they have those gold foils of the standard foily, which is cool. Yeah. But at that point, the big hotness will be the. Uh, uh, the was it Siege of Cybertron? What's that called? Is that Siege? I have no clue. Why? Damn it, Gonzo, don't you play this game? Not as much as you do. Uh, I mean, no, actually, right now you played exactly as much as I do. Oh. <laughs> That's sort of the problem. We've been too busy uh, to play. Yes. Uh, wave 3, Siege, the War for Cybertron. One. It's it's one. There's a Roman number one behind that. Oh. Um, it's pretty cool. They've got a lot of releases, but they'll probably do some stuff, but like I said, that's hitting weeks beforehand, so... I don't think it's going to be anything big as far as releases there for it. But, again, it seems like board gamers and role-playing games are the more bigger releases at a Gen Con. Which is the reason why I think Steamforge is going to be pushing 
um, the yeah, Resident Evil game. Yeah, the models yeah. are the models are good for you know for board game pieces. Mm-hmm. They actually were surprisingly detailed. Are, are they good or are that that Batman board game good? Because that Batman board game had some fucking awesome models. The, Is that one. Yeah, yeah, I got to play that uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, those have got some really good models, or at least they seem good models online. I mean, yeah, you never I, know well, I mean, it's Steamforge making these, so they're probably right on a par oh. with with their uh, Guild Ball the stuff. Guild Ball ones that you know no assembly required. Okay, that's well, cool. Well, uh, let's uh, jump in and see if there's any any anyone got any board games they're looking for at. Uh, at Gen Con? I mean, hear of any board games coming out that they're interested in? I mean, I haven't heard of anything big coming out, though. That's, I, that's what's I weird. feel like I need to... Honestly, I feel like I need to wait until uh, July and then really get into, you know, like I did last year where I did the rundown of all the booths that I really want to go to and the and why. Well, they're just this year doesn't seem like there's a lot of... Stuff that are coming out, like John and I were saying, it's it's like oh. it may be early days because I'm There's looking stuff. at I'm looking at in years Wait. past, they people didn't even announce the stuff that they were going to be doing at Gen Con until a a few weeks before. Yeah, well, because they got to make sure they have it first. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think that's the reason why we're not seeing a lot of stuff or people aren't talking about a lot of it because with the tariff situation in China and all that good stuff, a lot of people are not sure of what they're going to have. Plus, Kickstarter has changed the the whole format nowadays because yes. they got their Kickstarter. You you cannot make a Kickstarter and have your stuff released at Gen Con before Kickstarter people get it. You will die. I mean, you can because. <laughs> oh, I mean, certainly, you can. Uh, come on, die. has done that a bunch of times. Yeah, well, or at least one glaringly. Uh, we've had a discussion how come on is not necessarily the company you want to be modeling your yeah, uh, we're not, we're not proper activities like, after. Uh, yeah. Correct. Or uh, Correct. Palladium did that one time. Yeah, well, that that whole game was a shit show. Yeah, shit show. Hey, you know it's not going to be at the uh, Gen Con. What? Relic Knights. What? Why not? In fact, that company better not be at Gen Con. They can't afford to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're still trying though. Still trying. Bless their hearts. Is Palladium going to be there? A uh, Palladium is going to be there. They have the 30th anniversary. We talked about the 30th anniversary uh, Palladium Fantasy Role Playing Game hardcover book and the 30th anniversary Heroes Unlimited hardcover book. Of which one I'm interested in, the other one is Palladium Fantasy Battles, which is never as good as DD. Ever. You know, the one yeah. thing that I, I really wish, um, one, one reason why I like to go to Gen Con, it's not for all the major releases, it's all the minor releases. Um, of well, of stuff that come out, like you know all the small companies that bring out their models and have oh, you know new things. I was about to go into that stuff because uh, we're hitting role playing games, Gonzo, and that changes it because there's a lot of stuff that's expected to be at Gen Con. Yeah, let's go. Let's and go update, with the role playing yeah, games. And updated rifts without horrible complex rules would be great. Yeah, but you have to sell the license to someone competent. Uh, didn't they do a fate system or a no, Savage Worlds? Savage Worlds for that, which is fine, but it's still not. I mean, Savage Worlds is a great system, but yeah, it's a great system, but it's a very 
bare bones. It is like the opposite of riffs. Yeah, riffs is super super. <laughs> there are the two spectrums on one side. Why am I using my hands? You guys can't see me still. On one side you've got riffs. On the other side you've got Savage Worlds as far as complexities. Yeah. But in any case, uh, so role playing games that we're expecting or hoping to be there uh, would be uh, Shadowrun Sixth Edition. What? Yeah, Catalyst Game Labs has got Shadowrun Succession coming out, which is of interest to me because I love Shadowrun. I mean, yes. I don't actually get to play games anymore, role-playing games, so I'm not sure how interested, but always interested. I was not a huge fan of Fifth. I'll be honest, I haven't been a huge fan since... I haven't played Shadowrun since, like, 1995, maybe. So, second edition, maybe first edition. Probably second. Are they planning on changing up the rule set, or is it going to be the same... Eight I billion, have not, eight billion D6s? I have not heard. I mean, it's always going to be 8 billion D6s. That's Shadowrun. Ooh, Banyan says Rifts. I would love to see Rifts again. I haven't played that probably since 92. I've played that more recently than that. It's still not good. <laughs> Sorry. Love the world, hate the system. I, I don't even remember anything about the mechanics of it, but the, the world was fun. That happens with trauma. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Shadow Six Edition. I'm hoping it's a bigger overhaul of rules. I don't. I haven't hated any of the editions. I haven't hated fourth. Didn't hate fifth. Banyan's really running like Shadowrun. Can I play? If Banyan runs Shadowrun, I want. Oh, Banyan! Now you're running the game on Skype. Good luck. <laughs> Flip that whole thing around on him, Conzo. Good work. Fist bump. Yeah, I'll let him run. Uh, if somebody didn't know, uh, not to go off a little bit of topic, but. Uh, one of the new Patreon rewards we got coming out is I will run a game for someone uh, twice a month. Um, you get to choose the, the genre. I will bring up different systems for you, and we will go from there. Um, but that's going to be a new Patreon reward is me running an RPG for you and three of your friends um, coming up. But that'll have to be that'll be something later to talk about. But because that, that came up in our conversation, John had messaged me. And say yes, something. Because being <laughs> joking with me, but um, so yeah, hoping for Shadow Succession, hoping it's good. Um, Kathy brought this up, I think, in the pre ramble. Age of Sigma role playing game. Yep. It's getting close. Might be available. Yes, and, and they're gonna be at Gen Con. So I wanna stop by Cubicle Seven and, and see if they have anything uh, there that I can look through. And yeah. I love that Crimson just referenced the Dallas RPG from previous uh, episodes. <laughs> Remember, there was an RPG for everything. I remember back in the day when you could go through the warehouse, uh, Alliance, then called uh, the Armory, would let you go through the warehouse and look through stuff, and you could buy whatever you wanted. There were role all sorts of role-playing games. I had all this stuff from little guys. It was great. When I started working there, but when they were Alliance, I did that my first gold paycheck. They'd not get a lot of money because I went through and got a lot of stuff at discount. Hey, Hacky84, thank you for the follow. But yeah, so Age of Sigmar role-playing game. Not sure I'd play it, but I am very interested to yes, see it. I am too. I'm interested to see it, to see what the rule set is going to be like. Yeah. How it's going to work, so on and so forth. Um, another one that I, it goes back to our mini one that I totally forgot to uh, talk about and ask uh, is that Gaslands is coming out with a new edition sometime in September. And it would be interesting if they brought out like an early edition or they did demos of the new rules. That, that's Osprey, right? Yes. Yeah, they might. That doesn't really seem their way, though. No, but I mean, it, it would be kind of neat to see 
that there. I don't have to do a demo because really that so demo would be difficult because it's a miniatures game without miniature line. It becomes very sketchy uh, legality wise because you're sort of giving the sort of tacit approval to certain things, even though that's not you're not trying. Oh, you can use these guys. You're not trying to do that. You actually want to throttle back on that. So I mean, cool to see, but I don't know if we would see it. Yeah, but that would be something interesting to. Because I actually want to run a Gaslands League at my store. At the store I, I bring it. Because I think that would be a fun little league to I play. I want Gasland, but I want it more model car size, not Hot Wheel size. Not Hot Wheel size. <laughs> I mean, Hot Wheel size is cool. I think that's... It's, it's, it's going to buy, go to the local like Hobby Lobby or whatever the hell and buy a cool model kit and find a cool tank. And you're like, I'm putting these guns on this car and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's just me. Maybe it's not just me. That's not uh, just you. So, also, we're hoping the Expanse role-playing game uh, might be out at Gen Con. Yeah, good chance. Like, are you just see? hoping that there would be one, or have you heard that no, someone's there is one. making there, one? There is one. It is in the works. It's close enough that they are sort of... Who's making it? Expecting. Um, trying to remember. I did not write names of companies. Were you crazy? Oh, what? That's RPG. Da, 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 da. Green Ronin. Oh. Okay, okay. So. Then I'll have to, uh, I'll have to go by there, too, to see about that. Yeah, so they got the quick start available. They might, it might actually be available available now. Hmm. Possibly. Let me see. Uh, it's actually saying it's available, so it's already out, I guess. Oh, hmm. it's pre-order. Pre-order so. only. Let's see if it says... Uh, what the date is of its uh, release? I don't see anything here real quick, because they were mentioning that. Maybe they'll have some physical copies there. It'd be cool. It would be. I do like The Expanse. A role-playing game based on The Expanse could be awesome. Would be, yes. It's... I mean, I know I get my cousin John to play. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, John, what are you doing on Sundays? Because... I mean, you can go fling swords, or we can play the Expanse RPG. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, then also, uh, since Palladium Books, speaking of them again, lost the, or did not renew, let's say nicely, the Robotech license. What? Yeah, I know, after all these years. So, actually, funny story with that, they actually um, almost lost it the last time. Um, but they get that get that eleventh hour uh, renewal, and they put some new books out. But this time they actually lost it. They did not. Uh, they weren't doing enough with it to keep up, and it was probably a really good call to not pay for it, um, especially because apparently things are heating up because it's getting close to the end of certain. Uh, excuse me. Certain licenses that even uh, Harmony Gold has, so yeah. there's gonna be a little push for that stuff. Oh, but uh, Strange Machine Games, who I've never heard of before, is uh, doing a Robotech the Macross Saga role-playing game, uh, in addition to a couple Robotech uh, board games. Uh, I forget what it is one of them. Like if you, I think it was them. One of them, if you show you have a receipt from the Robotech uh, RPG Tactics uh, Kickstarter, uh -huh. they like give you something for free. 
not like a whole game, but like just a bonus thing. Wow. Which I thought was really cool. You know, because uh, I mean, not many companies would do that, you know, yeah. for someone else. But I'm sure it's sort of like Harmony Gold, like, hey, do this. It'd be cool. Make our people happy again. Yeah. Let's be honest. For years and years, the role players and all that, we were the guys who kept that going. But interested to see how that is. I might be. In, I might be a summer or, or early fall of me buying role playing games. I'm never gonna get to play, but I'm gonna read a lot of. And then the big dog in the room, uh, we have three minutes to talk about. Uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition might actually be out for Gen Con. Yep. And that is interesting, because uh, by the time I thought about getting into Pathfinder, it was so far into it, it just was never going to be worth it. You know, when you get into a game and it's already, you know, 40 supplements in, you're like, yeah, nah. Nah. I'll keep playing my D&D. <laughs> As we said earlier, you know, I like 4th edition D&D. You can fight me on it. I'll die on that hill. Um, there's a lot of game space that didn't, didn't go in. But Pathfinder, I mean, everyone loved 3.5 because it was fun. wasn't necessarily good. But it was fun. And they sort of took that, the you ever wanted, and rolled with it. So I'm interested to see. Uh, they're saying August 1st, but I wonder if they're actually going to have it just show up at Gen Con. It'll probably be the first chance you really get it, because Gen Con's not far after that. I mean, Gen Con is August 1st. Is it August 1st? Yes. Yes. Oh, there you go then. It, uh, the website probably means it'll be at Gen Con then. I thought it was after that. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope, August 1st, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking. I don't trust you guys, but trust mm -hmm. but verify. That's one of gives his rules. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I mean I don't. Anyway, I say this has come out horribly, so I'm just gonna go straight uh, straight into it. People like DD Petition. That's cool. I don't respect Watsi for making DD Petition. They just rather than innovating, they just said, "Oh no, everyone's upset about this stuff. Let's go back to this old stuff you like here. Go have fun," which is fine. But, you know, I lost a little bit of my respect for that. And I'm sure they care. I mean, they're weeping themselves to sleep on their piles of money. I'm certain of it. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. I'm sure they But, are. you know, I say hell I'll die upon because I like 4th edition. And I like innovation in games. I think that's sort of a problem with role-playing games. that so we could probably do a whole topic off, so I won't rant about it now, about how we have too many role-playing games that aren't innovating. They're actually... Uh, just keeping their sacred cows and, and rather than building each other, they're just stealing bits and not doing too much with it, with rare exceptions. We're actually starting to get some work now, but for a while there was just the same shit rebranded. So, but in any case, hoping to see that there, and I, I think we did a pretty thorough coverage of what we were hoping to see there. Obviously, we'll have some updates as things as yeah, get closer. I, I, I will do my, uh, my list of all the booths that I want to see, and and what I'm hoping to see there, um, closer to the date, probably the week before I go. Yeah, and then you guys give won't. me your your list of where you want me to go and why and what you want me to see there. Fair enough. Uh, I have media? other peeps there, at least one. Uh, yeah, we're 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 at media section. We're at media section. All right, I'm gonna switch it over to media section. Do -do -do, do -do -do, do -do -do. Let's see if we get 
Nope, John's camera's still not good. I mean, that's not a me problem. Yeah, it's, it's just something that just... You could probably stuff. kill that camera and redo it, but I don't know if you want to fuck with it right nah, now. Nah, 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 let's not fuck with that. Okay. I'm going to take my shirt off then. It's a good angle <laughs> for you, John, though. You know. Wait, I, that means I have to see that. I, no, no fair. <laughs> I'm saying I can be totally naked. No, no. Until the feed comes I mean, back on, then we get kicked off. If you want to take your shirt off to feel more comfortable, I'm fine with that. You still only see me from about mid. Yeah, you know, it's. It, you, know, you know what? Go nuts. If it's hot there, you know, I understand. All right, so I have one, two, three, four, five, technically. Oh, five because Banyan showed up. Yeah, because Banyan showed up. So five because Banyan showed up. Kathy, how many you got? I have, uh. Three, at least. Three. All right. John? Uh, I believe I have four. I win! I go first. Uh, <laughs> you win. Let's go I ahead guess. and go with Legacies. Uh, of course, like I said, I watched it. I watched up to episode four uh, and was going to finish the rest of the season and give a final review of it. Um, we coined a new term. While watching this, that this uh, of when the show goes full CW. Uh, for anybody that knows what a full CW show is, it's when pretty much it goes away from being about the show and the character to some ridiculous idea or completely off the narrative and concentrates way on other things that have nothing to do with everything. Soap opera, the teen angst uh, romance. Yes. See, like late season one, early season two of Green Arrow. Yeah. By the time most will quit. Now, I'll go with this. Banyan was... The, the the world is decent. It is a spinoff of Vampire Diaries and blah, blah, blah. We already talked about that. Um, the school tries to do some cool stuff. I mean, you expect teen angst stuff anyway because it is a high school drama. But it goes way off the deep end. Um, with episode six, I believe, I think is what it said it was. Yeah, you said episode six. When it went full CW. And it was the prom episode or the dance episode. And I just started watching it and going, oh, shit. Do I have ten more episodes to go through to finish this out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fucking A. Banyan, I love you, dude, but kiss my ass. <laughs> Uh, apparently that's the rating is kiss my ass um, wow okay this wow. show has good potential it really does um it, it it works off of the supernatural type thing where things are happening so you get that vibe from it um the teenagers have to deal with the supernatural stuff coming and attacking the school or attacking people cool i get that it was it was it was good then it just goes full CW with angst and all this other thing. And, and like there's characters in there you're supposed to feel, you know, remorse for because of either the bad upbringing or, you know, they're bitchy because they've been treated bad. No, there's a girl bitchy just to be bitchy. And she's like, you know, people expect me to be bitchy all the time. And I look at this because you are bitchy all the time. All this. And it's one of the main characters. Her character is nothing but a bitch, and you can't feel any sympathy for her at all. She acts horrible. The, the, the acting is getting really bad, too, um, with the CW aspect of it. Um, 
you try to feel sorry for some of the characters because they know, you know, they went through some shitty stuff and they're having a hard time being, you know, whatever supernatural being they are. Um, but it's just bad. Especially, and what's sad is it's mostly the two sisters that the main story is about. Their acting is really bad and their story just sucks. Um, the other characters, I can't remember, is it MG, I think is what it is, uh, this werewolf, or vampire, excuse me, not werewolf, vampire, uh, I like him, I like his character, he, you know, he's kind of quirky and funny, he's kind of got some things going it, um, yeah, the twins, Manion, um, you kind of feel sorry for him, uh, for what's going on in his life, um, he's about the only character that is kind of relatable in any way, form, or fashion. Uh, on everything, but I mean, they're just like, uh, and then you got this hunter unit that comes in and tries to stop the school of doing things. And you're like, okay, hunters, it's, it's an obvious one. And they stop the, you know, people from using their magic and people from using their powers. Cool. No problem. I get that. Uh, and then they were like, well, you know what? We're going to take these hunters down and fight. And we're going to, you know, the super, all the supernatural kids that don't have any powers now are going to take all these, you know, hunters down by playing football. They run football plays to distract and fight these fully armed, semi-automatic, body armor wearing commandos. And they beat them by playing football. Hey, hey. It's good enough for Flash Gordon. But see, Flash Gordon was good. <laughs> So what's your final rating of this uh, train wreck? I, I, I really, really wish <laughs> it was good. Because um, it does have some great story elements. And it does have some cool things going on with it. And you're like, yeah, this is really neat. And then you're just like, it's ruined by the two twi- by the twins. The two girls. It's ruined um, by bad acting. And it goes full, D- full CW a lot. And you're just like... You don't have to put that in there. It has nothing to do with the story. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm pushing like four to four and a half. And oh, wow. only to the extent of the entire season. Up to like episode six, it was decent. It was like a starting Supernatural. Uh, and Supernatural is a great series. Um, but then past that, it just starts going downhill fast. And that's like from episode 6 to episode, what, 12, 16? Uh, it just starts going downhill. And I just started to tune out after. I was like, really? I mean, there's one episode where these psychotic slugs jump into everybody's brain and act them, make them act like they want to act and speak their mind. And I'm like, though, so the characters learn about each other and grow. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> really? I mean, it's a common trope, but fair enough. Oh, it was just bad. So, Banyan, I love you, dude, but uh, no. Um, it's off my queue. <laughs> You're not going to watch the second season? No. I'll let Banyan watch the second season, and then he can tell me, and I can go, thanks for letting me know. Bye. Uh, I see <laughs> Paladin Navy is talking about Starship Troopers. I don't care what anybody says about Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers was bad, but now it's a classic. Because it's bad in a good way. 
it, it's actually good because it actually does what the, what the director aimed to do, but that's mm-hmm. not what we watched this week, so. Correct. Well, he did make a comment about it. Yeah, I saw. Um, so, four to five, four to four and a half space RPs. Um, pass it on by. Very well. Uh, I'm going to do a quick wrap-up of The Expanse Season 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, two words, fuck and yes. <laughs> Uh, zero space herpes. It is awesome. I won't spoil anything, but I love when you have a series where, in the climactic fights, there are people on either side of a fight, and none of them are really wrong. Some are just more right. It's not like good versus evil. It's like uh, we're on this side, you're on that side. We don't necessarily agree, and you know, we've it's come to violence. But even at the end, it's not like everyone died and everyone's in prison because they didn't agree with them. It, you know, it says what it is. Uh, I like that. There's more depth to it than a lot of series, so... Check it out. Looking forward to Season 4. And, uh, like I said, uh, Zero Space Herpes. That's kind of what we liked about the first season, which is all we've watched, is the first season and then the first, uh... The first one or two episodes of the second season so far, so we will be revisiting that one soon. Because, uh... We just finished binging Good Omens. Well, here's with Good Omens, then. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god. Well, so I've read the book a few mm-hmm. times. And I really like the book, so I was... I was actually halfway through the book when they announced that they were going to be doing uh, an Amazon show. So I was pretty excited about that. And uh, it didn't disappoint at all. Uh, it could have... No, it actually couldn't have. I was going to say, it could have gone more in-depth in the background of uh, Aziraphale and Crawley. Mm-hmm. But it really can't in a TV show. Not not like you can in a book. Um, and then more detail about the history of the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter. But, again, you really can't do that in a TV show. It's It's, it's just not practical. You know, yeah. and I understand that. But aside from that, I, it was so very much like the book and the pacing of it and everything and the the silly parts and the the kind of nonsense banter and everything. I just really liked it. And Jim liked it, too. He actually missed the first couple episodes. So we have to go and watch the whole thing again. Darn. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I I loved it. Yeah. Everybody I know who's seen it has had good things to say about it. So, uh, I give it uh, maybe one space herpes because there are parts of it where if you haven't read the book twice, it kind of could leave you confused. Like, maybe they kind of gloss over something so quick you're like, uh, what? Wait, what? And then you have to go back and watch it again. But, uh, yeah, that's... I enjoyed it. So, uh... Who's, who's next? Uh, Isle of Dogs. Um, I watched Isle of Dogs. It was on HBO for free, of course. And it was done by the people that did uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. In the same style. Uh, if anybody's ever watched it, it's like the stop motion or whatever, um, puppeteering. Um, the movie was weird. 
The story was weird. The story is that all dogs caught this disease and all dogs in this uh, country are sent to the trash island to live and die. And um, doing that, they sent all the dogs there because of their disease. And this one kid wants to go find his dog. Um, the story kind of jumbles in on itself and it really, it really just goes all over the place. Um, with trying to save the dogs, trying to get things guys done. And I, I kind of tuned out on the story because I was too infatuated with the stop motion. Um, huh. it's stop motion movement and stuff. And it was really cool. Um, it's very old school, but it's, it's got a f- style that a lot of people won't like. Um, and a lot of people won't care for. And the way the storytelling is done, people won't care for it either. Um, but it was very neat from a technical aspect. Um, I thought it was very interesting the way it was done. I thought it was, uh, the story was a little off kilter and kind of weird. And, you know, the talking dogs were kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of big name voices, uh, on it. Um, but I was more infatuated and really liked the, uh, stop motion work of it because I think that's, it's kind of a dying, you know, Art, if you wanted to say that's happening now, there's not many people that do it. Um, and it was just very interesting to see it being done again. Um, I, I kind of don't recommend it for people to watch because the story is kind of meh. But if you like cool little stuff like that, take a look, put it on, just kind of glance at it every so often and watch it. See some of the cool effects and cool things they do. Um, if you liked... Uh, Fox, um, the Fantastic Fox or whatever. I can't remember the name of that one. Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox? Yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox. You'll like this. Um, and so I, I really don't want to give it to rating. Story-wise, probably a three and a half, you know, space RPs. But for technicality and stuff, it was really cool, like one. Because they don't do anything anymore like that. And it's just it was interesting to watch. So it was hard to, to give it a rating. So. Well, I don't think we're going to finish everything we got today, so I'm going to skip to the end. Uh, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And? Uh, it was very good. It is a good Godzilla movie. There are people who say not enough human story in it, which I would disagree with. I would actually say one of its flaws is at the end, the human story is a little much into it. They do sort of bring it into the fight, but without spoils, uh, spoilers, it was like, you focus a little too much on that. Um, but it was still very good. Uh, I enjoyed the crap out of you. Even having not seen the previous Godzilla movie, or Kong Skull Island, which I reference. Um, but it's cool. Giant monsters beat the crap out of each other. Um, I would say a very, very solid story for a Godzilla movie. Uh, I like the nods to other Godzilla stuff, like, you know, how they're, I mean, they call King King Ghidorah uh, both him and, and Monster Zero, which is cool. <laughs> they fit those those little parts in very well. Um, so, yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, they're making a cinematic universe out of it, so it'll be cool. Uh, next one, I think, is Kong versus Godzilla, and they're setting it up. Uh, they set it up all in the... Uh, the end credits, 
Uh, it's one of those movies that just sort of starts cold open, and then the credits that would normally be at the beginning of a movie back in the day or at the end, before the actual rolling credits. Uh, the animated credits, they have uh, cool little news article clips and all that, sort of giving you an idea of what's going on in the world to set up for the next one. Um, and a very cool rendition of a uh, cover of Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, done by uh, some uh, voice actor I don't know, and Bear McCreary does the, the soundtrack in general and does that. So, and you'll remember him from Battlestar Galactica, and I really dig his work. Uh, but yeah, very good. I give it uh, one Space Herpy. Uh, except you could do a little less human. It could have been a little tighter, but they tried. They fit a lot in the one movie, and so if they want, if you don't like it the first time, I have a feeling. You may not be a Godzilla fan, but if you're like kind of on the edge, I'm pretty sure a second viewing is going to bring it all together. Because the first one was just like, it's all over the place. They're doing a lot of stuff together, and then it all comes together. So, definitely recommend it. Check it out. Um, uh, Kathy, go ahead. one one. I saw the first episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Finally. The new, yeah, the new TV series. Yeah. I watched the yeah. first of that. It was so funny. <laughs> so, I, I didn't realize it was it was gonna be like kind of like a, a Big Brother or like you know the real world sort oh, of so thing. Oh, you never, you never saw the with movie. Vampires. No, I didn't see the movie. Oh, okay. So yeah, you were you were like so, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, but one of the guys in my D and D group watches it, so he's like, "Yeah, you gotta see this," and uh, so I did, and I will. I will watch more of it. I, I want to see what happens with uh, Nandor and company. But, uh, yeah, ridiculous fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get any further, we're going to go and give away the two miniature uh, holders from Tectonic Craft Studios. Um, the randomizer has given it to... Everybody ready? Drum roll. Drum roll. Pretend I'm doing a drum roll. John, do a drum roll, even though we can't see it. Don't waste my time, goddammit. Okay, you can stop Okay, now. that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for him to fucking say something. <laughs> it goes to Paladin Navy. <laughs> Paladin Navy, congratulations. Um, you will get these two miniature holders from Tectonic Craft Studios. Uh, if you can get a hold of either me or somebody to send us your address, we will have these shipped out to you as best as we can and as quick as we can. Or some random person. Give them your address. Yeah, just give some random person, and hopefully they get a hold of us and give it to you. Chad, I don't think those are big enough for the models you've been working on. <laughs> Um, I did kind of test them out a little bit. The one that is has been taken apart. Um, and I don't know. You'll have to just figure it out. Um, so, uh, Chad, just go get John your address. Give it. Uh, get it going. And we will see what uh, we can do for you guys. We will be giving away a few more things from Tectonic Crest Studios. We have... Uh, a bunch of walls that Template Study has made, and we do have a full house, and some barriers. Yeah, uh, trackers. <laughs> uh, so we have some stuff, to, uh, some other stuff to give away pretty soon. And like I said, oh, we also have 
trees. If you have trees to give away. We're going to try to give away one of his, uh, something of his once a month. Oh, hey, Big Slug. Didn't even see anybody coming in. Um, it's Great Big Slug and Via Schmidt bot. And Via Schmidt bot? Dude. Do you like contrast paint? Yes. We all want contrast paint. But I also have like this big house to give away. Um, so we'll see. Because he's got this big old house to give away. Oh. And stuff. So, And that'll be shipped non-put together. Because <laughs> I'm not shipping that put together. Unassembled would be the way for that. No. Unput together. <laughs> What's your next one, uh, Okay, so let's go. I have two movies to go, and we got about nine minutes to finish this up. So uh, I'll get one, and then, we'll, then maybe I'll get one, or maybe I'll rant about something else real quick. Okay, well, get one. I watched Halloween 2018. Um, oh, my Nigel, God. Um, has said I, it was pretty good. I know, I know exactly why you watched it. Um, he told me that it was really good. Uh, popped up on Facebook, said it was really cool. And it was free on HBO, so of course I'll, I'll watch it. I ain't got a problem with it. And I actually liked it. Uh, I'm not a huge horror fan anyway, or slasher fan or anything, but of course, Halloween's a classic. And now that, you know, the 2018 came out, it really, really, really played into, like, the original Halloween movie. There wasn't this weird, you know, stuff. You actually kind of didn't know what time it was supposed to be. It is technically 40 years after the original movie, um, but it felt like it was more in the 70s. Um, because, I mean, you saw people using, it was weird because the clothes weren't really the clothes of the time when it was supposed to be 40 years after, um, cell phones, they had some weird cell phone stuff, just certain technologically, there was like this weird mesh between the, the two timelines, um, for technology, you know, stuff like that. It was interesting. Um, but Story was okay. Uh, the characters were great. Um, Michael was good. Uh, they didn't feed into anything because one of the things they tried to get was Michael to speak and say something. And, you know, it was like a whole thing. And so you're like waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, he'll say something at the end. Nah, fuck it. They kept to the, the entire character. Um, it was solid. It was a good, solid slasher, you know, serial killer Halloween movie. I I enjoyed it. Um, none of it was super scary. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, gotcha spook scenes in it, which you know that I hate those type of horror movies because it's not just horror. You mean jump scares? Yeah, yeah the jump scares. Um, I didn't care. I don't care for that. They boring. Just get boring. Um, but it built up a good story. I mean, it, it's it's gory. There's you know some pretty blood and guts in there. Uh, some weird stuff that happened. But overall, it was really good. Um, I give it probably like one to one and a half space RPs. Because um, there were some moments you were like, what? Okay. But for the most part, it was a, it was a really good horror slasher movie. I recommend it if you like that type of stuff. A good throwback to the original, too. Cool. Uh, well, my other two both probably require a little longer talking because I don't go in depth. So I might save them for movies and movies. And those would be Varsity Blues and The Quick and the Dead. Oh man! Oh, One of which I'd never seen before. My uh, yeah, The Quick and the Dead. Uh, I got a lot to say about that movie. 
we'll save that though. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say that I've I've seen a lot of reviews for uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. Originally, I was going to skip it, but the reviews are so bad. bad. I got to see that shit in the cheap theater. <laughs> I got to see how bad that is because it has been called worse than X Men Origins Wolverines, and that, my friends, is a powerful statement. Yes. Because X Men Wolverine, once you get past, uh, once you get to Vietnam, at that point on, that movie's a fucking train wreck of poop. Is it? Is it bordering on Atlantic Rim? It yes, it is terrible. If you count how they didn't even get like characters they had the rights to correct, it was fuck awful. Yeah, I mean, it, I heard it. It's been pretty bad. Yeah, it's especially the last of the X Men movies until I guess they do a reboot with Disney. Oh, yeah, until 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 Disney takes over. Yeah, <laughs> and in fact, the 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 New Mutants movie that they have made probably is not even gonna get released, which is probably for the best because they made it a horror. Oh and yeah, that's not the right genre for that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, New Mutants it, horror was stupid. Wait, you? So YA movies are big, and you've got the X Men YA property, and you don't make it YA. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I saw I saw the trailer for New Mutants and I was like, "The hell is this crap?" Like, if you called me anything else, I might give it a shot. But as soon as you're going something I know about, n- no. Yeah. How about no? But anyways, yes. So expect uh, both. I mean, coming up in the future, you'll get both Detective Pikachu, and uh, you'll get uh, uh, X Men Dark Phoenix because uh, not brush at Dave will see Detective Pikachu in the cheap there with me, but I'll have to see. Dark Phoenix by myself. He refuses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, standards. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, Kathy, you want to see if you can get your third one in? Uh, so this this weekend was the my friend's marathon of Archer. the previous season of Archer, which oh. was Archer Danger Island. And, uh, and then the first episode of the new season, the uh, Archer 1999, which is kind of the the uh, sci-fi takeoff on Space 1999, which I'm looking forward to uh, to that season. Which, since I don't have cable, I will watch next year when my friend does his marathon of uh, season 10. That actually sounds interesting <laughs> to me, Archer in 1999. That actually sounds interesting. Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, hey, Slow Fuse. Hey. We're like... We're like just wrapping it up here. <laughs> yep. This is like the, the last three minutes yeah. of, of the podcast, but thanks for joining. Uh, what did you think of last season of Archer? I enjoyed it. Uh, so I immediately drew the parallel to Tales of the Gold Monkey because I loved Tales of the Gold Monkey when I was 10. Hold on. In like 1980. Are you telling me there are people who don't love Tales of the Gold Monkey? I don't even know. There's no reason not to. It's got Rodney McDowell. You gotta love it. So, you know, and a young Stephen Collins, but too bad he turned out to be such a jack wagon. Uh, that's, that's true. But it's got McDowell. But it, it was it was kind of like they were trying to capitalize on the whole Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of a oh, yeah, sort of absolutely. thing. And uh, and I loved that this paid homage to that show. Yeah, that whole between war. Uh... Uh, genre that's really cool and interesting. Yeah, so I I really liked it, and and uh, there were other people who maybe didn't like it so much because 
they felt that the characters weren't necessarily being the characters they expected. But I, I absolutely love that Krieger was a parrot. <laughs> that, that just cracked me up. And everybody was so surprised that he could talk. And, and Archer's like, well, he's a parrot. <laughs> what? Oh, Slofi uh, just got back from Godzilla. So John was just reviewing Godzilla uh, shortly before you got on here because he just saw that too. Wow. Uh, and uh, loved it. Um, John, are you going to run your... We, we have more to review, guys, but we got to get going pretty soon. Podcast is almost over. Uh, are you going to review, review yours on Minis and Movies? Uh, that or next week or whenever. We'll see what comes in. I've got a little backlog for that. We'll see what kind of time I get. Okay. I have two to review, and I will review the new uh, movie on Netflix called I Am Mother and what just came out, the Deadwood movie. Um, and I will review that next week when we get back. Other than that, Kathy, do you have anything else that you're going to want to review after or next week? I do not have any plans for okay. my uh, TV slash movie viewing. Okay. Um, all right, guys, we have to get out of here. It is now 8.30, and we got to say goodbye. Goodbye? No, 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 not like that. You know, we I always should do. have also uh, added that I won't be good streaming bye. on Goodbye. But I'll be back on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, Kathy <laughs> will not be on Tuesday. She'll be on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, yes. Join her. Uh, she'll be painting up some new stuff. she got some new models to go through and get things done. Um, please visit oh, all no. of our sponsors. They yep. love us. They love you. Go ahead and say hi to them. Um, yep. There's Zing. I'll be Facebook streaming Hobby Streak Monday through Thursday currently. No plans to skip any of those days. Yes. And that's Always. in the evenings. Yep. Yes. I mean, I work, so I kind of have to do the evenings. Two evenings. So, for more of the dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Ah, good night. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the fancy music. I might have to save the Quick and the Dead for uh, the cast. You know, I might have to re watch the Quick and the Dead. It's been years since I've seen it. I, this is my first time seeing it. Well, that was the Sam Raimi, wasn't it? Yes. Got it for four bucks at the local uh, used book and video store. As far as I can remember, there are parts I liked and parts I didn't like. <laughs>